0: WV1, direct from the media van, leaving Liverpool after the 1-0 win over Everton, and Wolves making another thriller. We're here with Gemma Frith, and Gemma, I'm getting this opportunity to be along with Wolves staffers and experience this whole thing, and it was another thrilling match, but for the media department to bring home these stories in a given match day, what's involved? What, what kind of goes into it from arriving at the venue to, like we've done now, packed up and uh, gotten into the majestic ride here to head back to Wolverhampton.
1: Thank you very much, Laura So it's, it's always very, different for us, match days, compared to what we do during the week. Um, but for each match day, whether it's home or away, it kind of follow, follows a similar plan. So first thing we'll do when we arrive is we film everything we're gonna get on the Instagram story. Um, then we'll film player arrivals, we'll film warm ups, um, And then there's a lot of sort of running cards back from one video producer who'll be filming that content and one he will be back in the press room, editing it and getting it out to fans. Um, there's a lot going on on a match day. It's really, really busy. And then kind of kickoff happens. And for me, it's kind of like, ah, oh, okay, can sit down now, can watch the game, can relax a little bit until full time when I do the post match. But then for other parts of the media team, like for our um, social team, for them, that's where a lot of the work starts. They also start live tweeting the game live blogging the game on the website as well. So um, everyone's sort of schedule on a match day is very different, um, but it is it is really busy from start to finish. And then full time for me, once I've done those post-match interviews, again, I'm done. But then for some of the video team, that's when, when some of the work really starts and they start editing the highlights and they'll start putting out those post-match interviews or uh, particularly from today, like immediate goal reaction and full time scenes. And that, and there's just sort of depending on the result, you know, depends on how, how late they might end up working. So it, it changes every every game, but um, yeah, it's probably our busiest day of the week, definitely.
0: What's so cool is when you think of all the social channels that are served via this, but the nexus for it all can be the Wolves app. And all of this video, all of the written content, and photography, plus Wolves radio, it really does bring home the entire story after a match like this. In the very most immediate moments after the match, you get the opportunity to speak with one of the players. Today, Connor Cody, and, and in a situation like this today, he's back in his hometown, this had to be really a special day all around and he's such a gentleman and he he stops and he's so focused on what he's talking about with you but beyond the fact that it's obviously thrilling to help share a story like Connor's after a day like this when you are kind of in that moment what are some of the things you're thinking through as you're trying to elicit not just emotion but some information and sort of the feel of what happened on a given match day when you're talking to the guys
1: yeah i mean firstly connor is one of the best players we could have for for a post-match interview he's amazing as you said he's he's so lovely and he's got time for everybody it doesn't matter sort of how many interviews he's done he'll definitely come over and speak to Wolves tv and, and want to sort of speak to the fans and get his message across but um in those moments leading up to it like depending on the game like today. Today, we knew we were gonna get Connor post-match, and obviously Wixy scored the header. Um it, we, we wanted him for the he was the obvious choice to do an interview with. But for a lot of games, we don't necessarily know who we're gonna be interviewing up until the final moment when, when they're being brought over to us. So it just depends on, on, on how many different broadcasters, particularly if it's a game where that where it's shown on TV in the UK, there'll be a lot of broadcasters requesting a lot of players and they get um first choice over us. So um today obviously Connor came straight over. We knew what we were gonna be gonna be talking about, and I think it's it's Particularly when we're doing interviews for Wolves TV, the sort of main thing to get across is is just the emotions and how it felt. The, you know, the away, the away supporting crowd today were absolutely fantastic. They were on top form. And so it was just not only were they, they there, they got to come, they got to see a fantastic game, a great win, and then an amazing goal from from Connor, and how he got to celebrate that in front of the fans. And just trying to portray how he felt in that moment, you know, and, and how special that is. And that's kind of our job, really, is to sort of try and tell the emotions of the day, particularly people that might not have been able to be there and be able to sort of soak up that atmosphere. As we have been. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's always good. And, yeah, Connor's an ama- amazing guy to always talk to. You could chat to him forever. So, yeah, he's really good.
0: Some of what all of this storytelling kind of leads to is an encapsulation of what happens in a given week. And I really love what you and Mikey do with Wolves Weekly in the sense that you talk about the first team, you make sure to talk about under-23s, what has been a nice campaign for the under-18s, and Wolves women. And this is kind of a nice way to Bridge what's all been done in a given week and kind of like bring some breath to it. I, I just really love that you guys bring this on this Wolves radio platform.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean Mikey's actually sat in the van with us right now. I'll I'll let him stay off microphone, but he has been staring at me throughout this interview so far. <laughs> so I will give him a shout out that when when we do the Wolves Weekly, it's so nice. We've we have so much fun, like particularly even before we start recording. It's so nice for us to jump on a Zoom call and we end up chatting nonsense for the first sort of 10-15 minutes. So um yeah, I really we both really enjoy. Recording Wolves Weekly first and foremost, and then actually be able to sort of create a package where we are rounding up not only what's happened with the first team, not only what you know what people may be most aware of if they have been sort of absorbing our content on, on Wolves channels, but actually yeah, taking it to the 23s across the academy um, and the women as well. Like the women have done so well this season; they've been absolutely flying, unbeaten until last weekend when they um, suffered their first loss of the season at, at Burnley, um, and they've just been doing so well. And we want to shine a light on them and, and really celebrate in their success because, I mean, they're top of the table at the moment. Who knows what could happen for us this season? So um, we really try to try to sort of give equal attention to, to all aspects of the club. Um, and, yeah, it's nice to sort of do it in a nice, concise sort of package and just informative. But, yeah, we have a lot of fun doing it as well.
0: <laughs> you know, thinking of the Wolves Women side, and I think, too, of what a wonderful display that's in the Wolves Museum. There's a nice part of it dedicated to Wolves women and... Also, I was on the tour the other day and there was the most darling young woman who was with you know, a family member and she was holding a, a wolfy doll and she was fully decked out. And it reminded me of the story that you were telling the other day about how because of the success with Wolves Women, you're seeing young women come to the matches, girls who are seeing their heroes and it's kind of perpetuating things. It does seem special. What has been some of the things that you've seen kind of grow? Because that one story, it really its like, I've got to, I have got—I want to know more, because it just seems so endearing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no secret that in, in a lot of cases, in anything, not just in football, that you, to see yourself represented in that space sort of encourages you to, put, to want to be a part of it so for, for young girls I mean particularly even going back to when I was a young girl um I grew up in a family that weren't particularly interested in football I didn't have any football sort of direct influences in my in my in my childhood and so for me I never saw football as something for girls and that's that's a real shame now and I look back on that and it, it's quite sad and I I look at these these girls now that get to look up to wolves women and have so much going on in in their local area so much they can get involved with and, and you know seeing these these stars on, on their screens and female football players and females presenting on football, females working in football and actually that increased representation and be able to see people that that um, you know, are the same as you enjoying a sport makes you feel welcome in that space and make. And, and I'm hoping that there are there are now more women and girls getting involved in football because football is just absolutely incredible. I love it. I love that I get to do it for my job. And I and I wish that I could share that with a lot of people my age that you know that we didn't have those same opportunities when we were younger. So I'm just really pleased to see that the work that Wolvesmen are doing, how well they're doing and how it's inspiring a future generation. Um, It's it's just incredible.
0: Well, in that, I mean, I I have been curious. I know that you came to Wolves from Premier League Productions, but now that you're here, I've always wondered, like, what led you to sports broadcasting and commentating and this sort of thing? What inspired you toward it? And just kind of your background. Where where, where are you coming from? I'm just, (laughs) I've been wondering because I've been enjoying so much of your reporting that it's Kind of now the time to ask you. Where, 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 where has this all started from, and, and when did you get the bug?
1: So I mean, uh, well, I'm I'm from Essex originally. I'm from the southeast, um, and I've I'd always had a passion for making my own films as a child but also being the star of the show <laughs> which I'm sure is not a surprise to many people um, literally as far back as when I was 7 years old I decided I wanted to make a documentary on my back garden so I went out with um, my dad's my dad's video recorder and I literally was just walking around filming myself with some plants talking, talking absolute nonsense to camera pretty much but I honestly have been like that my whole life I've always wanted to tell some sort of story even <laughs> even if it's really small. Um, and so I always had a big interest in wanting to get into filmmaking and into TV and then went through school, went through college, started studying those sorts of subjects, went to university, studied television and broadcasting down in, in Portsmouth. Um, and I think originally my interests were, you know, I really enjoyed doing the presenting that was like a hobby but i actually really wanted to get into the technical side of things so i started you know studying on a, it was a bachelor of science degree it was it was quite you know physics based i was sort of wanted to get into the engineering side of tv and that was kind of my my background for a while so when i got my first job at um, premier league productions i went in in a technical role in, a, in an entry level position there in their media management department and that was just like the perfect place for me to start my career really um particularly as i developed an interest in sport as well i wanted to move into broadcasting that was that was doing something positive. I I didn't necessarily set out immediately wanting to work in sports, broadcasting 100% for, for my whole career. But then once I was in that environment, once I was at Premier League Productions, it's just it's just amazing working in sport is is incredible and be able to bring those sort of two passions together it was it was just a no-brainer and i knew that that was that was it then i wanted to work in sport for, well i wanted that to be my career now going forward so um so yeah we spent a couple of years at, at premier league productions again it's just a great place to be to meet lots of people and just see how football works for, for those that don't know premier league productions they do all of the international broadcasting of the matches so in the uk sky amazon and bt have the broadcasting rights and as you know lawrence our outside of the UK, that's not the case. There's lots of other different um, broadcasters that uh, own the rights in their own countries and Premier League productions distribute it out to them. So I was seeing football on quite literally a global scale and everything that went into that from all angles. So um, yeah, it was it was an amazing place to work. And then actually through that, I started to keep up some of the presenting again and I would just sort of cover people when they were off ill or perhaps they were doing something else. I would just cover on their social media um, presenting they needed so it was very like sort of easy like studio stuff on an auto queue and just sort of like re-sparked my love for presenting and was like actually I love sports broadcasting I love the technical side of things but I do also really enjoy being in front of the camera being able to tell these stories and if I can bring that all into one job I'd love to at some point and then this opportunity came up at Wolves absolute no-brainer and I, I uprooted my entire life all of my family friends boyfriend everyone a down south London that kind of area and I, and I decided to move up to Wolverhampton because I really wanted to to do this for for my career for myself and I, and I just knew that as well that Wolves was the right club to do it at. I absolutely love Wolves <laughs> and it's and it's so clear as soon as you step in the door on your on your first day that it, it, people say it and it sounds like a you know a bit of a cliche but we really are all one pack everyone works together everyone is one big family uh everyone from from the players all the way up to you know like uh the general managers of the club everybody is 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 working together and it's just such a nice environment to be in all day everyone's so so humble and down to earth. the players are all lovely there's no like there's no egos in the dressing room, which I'd find found a little bit at Premier League when you when you do go to other clubs. And yeah, it's just been it's just been a dream come true to do what I love and be on screen, be the star of the show. <laughs> it's ticking those boxes from when I was a kid.
0: The other thing to think about here too is as you talked about Premier League productions bringing other content to the world stage. I mean in the US on the Peacock app now, you can see some of the shoulder programming. It's not just the games, there's nice news shows being done that kind of take you with features that are in depth, but the real features about wolves are being done via the media team and before you go I want to just kind of run through you know the chance to put a spotlight on some of the cool things that some of the colleagues have been doing but I, I did get a chance just immediately after the match against Everton at Goodison Park to talk to the guy who's behind very impressive artistic skillfully done still photography elements that you see about the team I've just I, I was just, I was so impressed when I saw one of these particular shots from training camp. We'll talk about it with him. Take a listen. Jack Thomas, team photographer, joins us here. And Jack, when you think of the essence of capturing just the right moments, especially in a scene like this in Liverpool with a victory over Everton, what are you concentrating on?
2: Uh, well, today you sort of, you got to concentrate on the, what you think the moment's going to be. And, try and put yourself in the best position to do that. So, obviously, the second half, you know, uh, where the Wolves fans are sitting, so you want to position yourself close enough uh, to them because, you know, if we're going to score, they're going to celebrate to the fans. So, basically, especially Connor, uh, you know, every time he scores, he, he loves the fans, he loves celebrating with them. Unfortunately, I, I'd, I'd prefer to be in front of the fans, but I was, you know, on the, on the goal line, which you know which isn't the best but you're still you're still just waiting for that that moment and you, i mean you can think about it as much as you want leading up to the match stuff has to go your way i mean he could not have scored that and nothing happens but you just got to make sure you put yourself in the right spot to to capture that moment really
0: some of it's like almost like rock photography in the way that the fan interaction is right there on top of it you're Obviously, editing in camera sometimes with your eye. One shot you had in the preseason that just blew me away was training in Marbella and the Rock of Gibraltar in that match versus Real Betis. Tell me about how you composed it, how it came together. Were you looking for just that right moment?
2: Yeah, I mean, so we, we knew we were playing at that that stadium ahead of you know obviously that day, and so I you know went on Google, I I searched the the venue. I knew that the Rock was there in the background. I'd see photos from some other matches. And I knew that if you got low enough on the pitch, and uh, you know, you shot into the, the rock, you'd get that sort of angle. So I, I probably sat there for a, a bit too too long than uh, than I should have because you know I knew it was you know the sunset was happening. It was nice light, but when you when you go in with a you know with a mindset of okay, I sort of want this shot, it can be you know quite good with the rock. You sort of just have to just bear with it and have some patience for it, which which is what I did. And I was just lucky that you know key came into that spot you know and was crossing the ball in because you know if he's two meters to the left you know it's not gonna it's not gonna happen or if i'm two meters to the right it just it might not frame up so a lot of luck's involved but you sort of go in with it in your head of you know expectation of what you want to come away with
0: your accent australian huge nba guy and there's been so much influence recently in world sport with Australians, especially in the NBA. I mean it goes back to I can think like Luke Longley with, you know, the, the Bulls teams, but I mean Patty Mills and the Spurs, et cetera, et cetera, Delhi, uh, Ben Simmons. They just keep listening Australian NBA players, but you know, the boomers have brought a certain kind of energy to basketball in Australia that kind of reminds me of the way that Wolves energize its supporter base.
2: Yeah, I think I think it comes down to the way the team connects to the fans and how and how you know they, they connect on social media and the, the content that they put out. I think the thing, the best thing about Wolves is they're, they're very big on um, connecting with the fans. They they want them to be a part of the club. They want them to feel a part of it. You know they've got that pack mentality. You know, they're, not, they're not scared to break the boundaries of the content they put out either. You know which which is exciting. And you know I've always you know admired the way the NBA handles the social media side of stuff in terms of the access they get to the players, you know, whether it's you know, training facilities or pre-game, post-game, you know, you know even during matches sometimes, if they're, like during a game if they're on the bench and, you know, not playing. I think the correlation between so that and Wolves is Wolves are, like, you know, putting the, the front foot in in trying to, you know, maximise the, the access they can get to the players and then the content we can create to then deliver to the fans because at the end of the day, without the fans to create for what, you know,
0: you know, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? Your work is excellent. Thank you so much for stopping and talking. And I can't wait to see, as it all unfolds, more of the images that you bring.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: So there's two Jacks as a matter of fact, one that helps bring the players to the media and this Jack who's the still photographer and his work is exceptional and please help me here. I mean, is the ambassador for the media group as we talk about what folks do, Yanni's Code Red production was so amazing. The whole the whole team is so focused on doing such great work. Put some shine on some of the folks. And if you even happen to accidentally leave someone out, we'll make sure to talk to them and put them on the hot seat like you've been on the hot seat. But I really do appreciate you doing this because I really wanted to know a bit about you because I watch you on all of the Wolves platforms and enjoy it so much. But uh Throw some spotlight to some colleagues and some of the stuff that you've really enjoyed working with some of your teammates on.
1: Sure. Uh, well, the team is ever-growing. I mean, it's it's grown even since I joined. And I only joined nearly 18 months ago, and it was a lot smaller um, going back to sort of promotion season back in 2018, so it's grown a lot. I think we've got like in excess of 15 now in the team. There's so many different people, so I can't possibly shout everyone out, so I am definitely going to miss some names off. But yeah, you're right. Yanni, first and foremost, is the video team manager. Um, he heads up everything that, that we do on a daily basis and I'm here on a match day as well Um, yeah he's fantastic I think you'll be uh you'll find it hard to interview him (laughs) he's 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 there and he he does everything for us and he and he oversees it and of course the the code red documentary was absolutely incredible I'm sure everyone listening to this by now has has watched that and if you haven't it's in full on 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 YouTube and that was something that yanni it was a project of his for for several months where he was, it was working in the in the boxes at Molyneux, editing that you know day and night, and it was just an incredible story that had to be brought to the fans and the passion that Yanni has for the club, but also for uh, for his work. the the, the standard of, and, of, of video and, and content that we produce is so high, and I think that really stands out across um, across you know club media football. I think that everything we do is just such to a, a high standard. It's really really impressive. So Yanni is incredible what he does, and 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 all of us in the video team really appreciate appreciate him um but then yeah i mean across the the rest of the media department there's so many people doing so many different things i mean as part of the uh video team we have a guy called adam stepian uh he's our motion graphics designer now if you've ever been on our social media channels on our instagram on our twitter there are some great videos and some great content that we put out that have Absolutely incredible motion graphics. The stuff he does blows my mind. He is such a talented individual and we are so lucky to have him at Wolves. Um, A lot of the stuff he's actually done recently has been working alongside Ed, Ed Robinson. Um, He is, I'm not sure what his official job title is, but he does a lot of the graphics for socials. he was behind the Grand Theft Auto that we did very recently which went down really well. He is also incredible there's so many artistic and creative people on this team and then yeah on the other side of things you know you said about the other Jack we've got Jack Walker he's the um, the press officer and he works directly with the players on a daily basis down at Compton and, um, and sort of works with them in terms of uh, working with other media outlets, getting players to them um, but also helps to support us particularly on a match day like when it comes to bringing players to, for post-match interviews and he's really helped us to build that rapport and that the relationship that we have with the players now and um prior to this season being down at the training ground being at compton was quite it, it was very difficult because of the covid situation so we've only really been able to sort of well, particularly since i've started i've only really been able to get to compton this season um, and just the, the amount we've been able to have exposure to the players and you know, just. With, with relatively little notice just be like hey this week we want to do this video we want to we want to chat to this person we want to follow this person around see what they do today or and and just having that access has been amazing and the fact that jack supports us in that is 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 really really helpful and it gives us access and it's ex- ways of sort of showing the fans what it's like behind the scenes and uh, that, that i think you know is is really really special about wolves? So um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many people I've missed off so many <laughs> incredible talented people in our team, but that's just a few that uh, yeah. That's
0: really perfect. Fun. I mean, absolutely perfect. And and for real, to be able to be here on what are we on the M6 heading back? Is this is what this is?
1: I actually don't even know what motorway this is. I don't don't drive around it. M62. (laughs) M62.
0: Not a lot of podcasts get produced inside a moving car. Or maybe that'll be a new thing. They did like a taxi cab confessionals and like, you know, band in a car kind of thing where, you know, fleet foxes play a song or something in the car. But to do this show and to also enjoy another fun afternoon with wolves I mean that was that was exceptional to see that in person true honor to be here really great to spend time with everyone here and and Gemma for all of your passion and energy and how you present the club and all of what you do on the weekly show with Mikey thank you so much for spending some time here and telling us your story and bringing us all the time into the great stories of what wolves are all about it's awesome.
1: Thank you so much, Lawrence. And yeah, you can come again. We've had two victories, two clean sheets. Please stay in the UK.